it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. The Business Beauty Network is now on YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Biz Beauty Network. We plan to bring some awesome content along with bonus episodes and our weekly podcast episodes to the Biz Beauty Network YouTube channel. We hope to see you there. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's a new day, a new week, and a new episode of the Business Beauty Network podcast. Welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. I'm super, super excited to bring today's episode to you. And I have some great content in store for you on today. An awesome interview. Can't wait to get into all of that. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Business Beauty Network podcast wherever you're listening. Go ahead and subscribe. It's totally free. So you don't want to miss an upload. So make sure that you are subscribed. We are now on YouTube. So you want to subscribe there so that you can watch some of the interviews and the live uh, content that we do. We're gonna be doing a lot of interviews live and we're gonna be streaming a lot of the interviews on YouTube. So that's a great way to kind of see some of the faces of the guests that we're having on. So check us out there. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button and it's Biz Beauty Network on YouTube. So you wanna join us there as well. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor. I wanna connect with you there. Screenshot your favorite episode and DM me or send it to me and share it in the stories. I love to connect with you there. Oftentimes when I connect with my guests on Instagram, I send them out a Business Beauty Network t-shirt. So let's connect. And you can also find Business Beauty Network on Instagram and Facebook as well. So now that all of that is out of the way, I'm super, super excited for today's episode. Oh, and I want you to make sure that you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, guys. And I also want to let you know that I need your help there. Now, on Apple Podcasts, I have a spammer that's been leaving these crazy uh, reviews that's driving the reviews down. So if you haven't left a review and you're listening on Apple, it would really help to bring the reviews up. If you leave your honest review, definitely that would help the podcast. So definitely leave a review there. And we appreciate all of your support. Also, I'm looking for some support for the podcast, looking to add some more elements. So we're looking for a VA and a few other things. So if you have some skills and talents that you think you can add to the Business Beauty Network podcast, email me at hello at Business Beauty Network. I would love to connect with you there. I'm definitely um, looking for some adding some more people to the team, and I'm looking to add some more elements to the podcast. Also, you can check out the podcast at businessbeautynetwork.com. But I have a great, great episode in store for you today. I'm super, super excited. I have been connected with Jody on Instagram for a little while now. We um, are both business coaches and we share a lot in common. And we often talk about similar topics, but I love getting different perspectives and connecting with other coaches and just supporting other like-minded people. And Jody's definitely a like-minded person, and I have really enjoyed um, the conversations that I've had with her. So Jody Brown is a branding and marketing strategist for beauty professionals and educators and the host of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Make sure you check her out. I'll have all of her information in the show notes. But we had a phenomenal conversation and she shared a lot about social media marketing and everything. We talked a lot about that 
and she gave some great tips about branding and um, how to add value and all those things. So we tapped into quite a few things. And I think you're really going to gain some value from today's episode. But make sure that you are subscribing to the episode and we need your support as well, too. So I have created the Business Beauty Network tribe. I've been really wanting to connect more of a network, more of a community with this podcast. And we put together the tribe. I'm super excited about it because what I plan on doing with the tribe is bringing content that is specifically for the tribe and also, um, you know, providing a place for community where we can learn more about what you guys would like to hear from us on the podcast and getting the audience more involved with the podcast. And also, it's a way to support the podcast as well. So to join the podcast tribe is actually only $10 a month. I'm going to have some information out there about it, but I kind of wanted to throw that out there because we do need your support. Please, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel and subscribe here. A lot of people, you know, download or, or watch the videos, but don't subscribe. But that really is what helps us to continue to bring this content to you. And if you join a tribe, you can definitely add value to the community and take advantage of all of the perks. But I think I'm done ranting with all of that stuff and everything. Um, I hope you have a fabulous week. We have some awesome content in store. But here is this phenomenal interview that I had with Jody Brown. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Is your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Jody Brown. Welcome, Jody. Thank you so much for having me, Brandy. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for being here. So, Jody, before we learn more about you and all the awesome things you're doing with your business, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Ooh, okay. Uh, it would depend how closely you listen to, <laughs> to the things I say, but something that people are often surprised to know is that I am a huge historical fiction and fantasy fan. It's like my guilty pleasure and um, yeah, like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, all of that thing, all of those kinds of things. I've read all the books, watched all the shows, and I'm kind of obsessed. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. You know what, Jody? I have not got into that. Now, that's one thing. I've never watched a whole like series of any of those. But yeah. <laughs> that is more common. I feel like it's it's rare that I talk to someone else who has. I'm from the UK originally, and I think that it started with like an interest in some of the history there, and then it just really snowballed. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. One thing I can tell you that I used to be in was romance novels because <laughs> I because I love a good love story. It's still to this day. I just love a good love story. Like no matter what it is, I just love to you know just, just to see love. Yeah, I love that too. Um, yeah, I'm always a sucker for a happy ending. So <laughs> me too. I love a happy ending too. <laughs> so awesome, awesome. So I think the my like my fiction would be like the old romance novels. Yes, I could totally get into that too, actually. <laughs> and sometimes for me, I feel like I need to break it up a little bit because I can be so business that like you can get so caught up into self-help and all of these motivational things. That it's like, what do you do for fun, right? Totally. And you know, that's something that I definitely probably went a year without reading a fiction book when I first started my business online, because it was just, you know, you get so all in. And I think it's really important to do that because there's a lot of a lot of self-work that needs to happen to sustain something in the startup phase. Um, but yeah, I think that's a little bit of why I get drawn back into that type of 
genre of, you know, books and it's, it's total escapism. And I think that's what it is. <laughs> Nothing to do with work. <laughs> right. Right. Sometimes you do need to escape. I could totally agree yeah. with that. <laughs> great. Great. So Jody, um, tell us your beauty story. Like how did you, you know, get into this industry? Ooh, okay. So I actually am a second generation hairdresser. So my mom was a salon owner back in the UK. And then she also, so she started as a shampoo girl when she was 11 and purchased the salon that she started working at when she was 20 years old. So, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And so she was 25 when she had me. So I was literally in the salon two weeks after because you know, as a salon owner, like a long maternity leave was not a thing back in those, in those days. And so when I say I teethed on perm rods, I think people think that I'm joking, but actually (laughs) that's how it went down. So I knew, you know, watching my mom when I was in high school and the fact that she still loved her career was so inspiring to me. And I was actually, I took cosmetology all through high school where I live in Canada. We have like an apprenticeship program that enables you to pre-qualify to a certain extent. So I went to hair school a month out of high school and finished before I turned 18. So I was, um, yeah, I've been in the industry for a long time (laughs) and, uh, that was, kind of what I was doing. I moved cities a bunch. So built and rebuilt clientels. And then I did, you know, a couple of years in the sales side in a distributor. And then just, just two years ago, actually. So I had been, I'd rebuilt long story short, I'd rebuilt my clientele, um, after maternity leave at a brand new salon. So there was no walk-in traffic. There was no anything. Um, and I quickly realized that because I had a new baby at home and my husband worked out of town, I couldn't do the traditional work all the evenings or work all the weekends that we're taught you have to do to build a clientele. Um, So I had to get creative and I decided to go all in on Instagram. That was about seven years ago when it was still, I mean, people were using it in the hair industry, but it was kind of, it was kind of in its infancy strategy wise. Um, And so I essentially dove all in on that. And then I started, you know, getting questions from all of my friends and um, past colleagues in the industry about how I was doing it because I was able to go independent really quickly. Um, And yeah, I guess two years ago was when I officially stepped away. It'll actually be two years on March 21st was when I stepped away from my full-time business behind the chair and went all in on digital education and coaching for beauty pros. Oh, wow, Jody! It's, you know, I've been hearing that a lot. I, I think, I almost think like this thing that we have been going through since yes. 2020, <laughs> um, March of 2020, right, is a, uh, a blessing and a curse, right? Because so many people found themselves and discovered like what they really wanted to do, or maybe it was something that they had thought about doing, but yeah. never had the time to really pursue, but it was like, as soon as they had that time to sit down, yeah. then they were able to say, okay, now I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I, th- yeah, I think it's ahead. a combination of time. And also, I think that there was this collective mindset shift because I think that for so long, um, you know, we had this collective uh, imagining of security, right? So it was, it was like, 
there was no risk associated. We thought like, this is a super stable career. Like nothing can happen. Everyone's always going to need a hairstylist. And while that is true, I think that what happened when that security was disrupted is it kind of led to people thinking outside the box and thinking about, okay, what do I actually want? And how am I actually going to create a business that gives me what I want, not just what I've been told that I should have? Because this security that I thought that I had has now been removed essentially by something totally outside my control. So I think it's kind of a combination of those two factors. Yes, yes, I can see that for sure. So as you stated, like you were born into this thing and it sounds like, you know, you've traveled, you've done, you work with your mother, grew up in it, and you've done like a variety of things in the industry. Um, How did you come to the conclusion? Like I know in the past two years, congratulations, kudos to your two-year anniversary, but (laughs) how did you. you come to the conclusion that you wanted to serve um, the industry in a different way. Like you were behind the chair, but now you're serving beauty pros. Ooh, this is such a good question. So it's kind of a combination of two things. One is I always wanted to get into education and I'd had some opportunities to, and I just never felt like it was really the right fit. And, you know, working for a brand, um, I just never really felt like there was like a perfect fit for me. Um, and I know some, like I have tons of friends who are brand educators who love going down that path. And I think that's amazing, but just, it never was quite the right fit. So, you know, I always had in my head, probably since being in the industry for like four years that I wanted to be in education eventually. Um, and then what was the real catalyst is at the big, I think it was like middle of February maybe end of February in 2020, I went to a class that was nothing to with social media. It was, or marketing. It was like a business and balayage class. And it was kind of this cosmic thing because the educator, I'd taken her online course like a year ago. We'd never really spoken beyond that, but she was like, oh, do you want to come to my class in Edmonton? And I was like, uh, like I, I kind of was on the fence because I was going through kind of some difficult things personally. And um, I decided to go, I decided to just go ahead and do it. And while I was at this class, one of the stylists there, and these were all very established stylists, like no one was new. It was very established stylists in this room. And one of them was like, well, how do I do this? Like, how do I, you know, grow my business with social media? And the educator was just about to say, like, I don't really talk about that. And the entire room, except for me, erupted with like, oh, I'm so frustrated with social media. Like, it's so not fair that we have to do this. Like, and there was just all of this really intense, like frustration and almost like anger towards what I view as an amazing, incredible free tool that we could use to build our businesses. And so I think that was kind of the aha moment that like, okay, not everyone knows this. And you know, when you, when you're comfortable with something, you just kind of assume it's common knowledge. That was the thing that just gave me the wake up call that I needed. And then two weeks later, when we shut down, I decided within four days of closing the doors that that was it for me. And I was, I was going to let go and I was going to really lean into supporting other beauty pros at a time that our industry, I think really needed it. So yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that, that it was that social media thing that really, you know, just being in that class with those other, you know, hairstylists yes. and like, and social media marketing, I do find that, you know, a lot of beauty pros find it to be frustrating. 
Yeah. Like getting into this industry as an educator, what do you find are some of the biggest challenges that beauty professionals have when it comes to social media? That's such a good question. I think one of the biggest issues is the onslaught of information coming at beauty pros that makes them feel overwhelmed. And, you know, we don't exist in a vacuum in our industry. So there are things that are important for beauty pros that are growing their business on Instagram. And there's a lot of things that are not. So if you are trying to grow a digital platform, if you're trying to grow an online business or just a platform in general, you're going to need a very, very different approach than someone who is trying to attract clients into a local business. The issue is that I think that we see all this information coming at you know, beauty pros, which no matter what side of that equation they're on, and it seems like blanket advice. So when I start working with the beauty pros, a lot of the time it's because they're so overwhelmed and they're not getting results. And half of it is just taking away all the stuff that you don't need to worry about. Like there's so many things that are talked about in the online space that just don't apply to beauty professionals in this space, right? So that's one of them. The second, I think is just the fear of the unknown. Like do you, I always use this analogy. Like, do you remember the first time you ever did like a haircut? Like the very, very first time it is terrifying to pick up that pair of scissors. Or if you're in aesthetics, maybe it's like a brow wax or whatever that looks like before you know how to do something, it is scary. And it feels like this mountain that's impossible to climb. But now, you know, once you've had a couple of years experience, you can do that stuff with your eyes closed. Learning to market your business is no different. It's, you know, it's one of those things that you're not going to know until you know it. So I think those are really the two major challenges, competing information and just overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Like there's a quote by, I think, Les Brown this says you have to be willing to be bad at something, right? Yes. In order to get good. And I think people always, you know, like you, we all have to start somewhere, you know, yes. you all, everybody has to be like the preschooler at something, right? Yes. So, so I think if we get past that and understand that we have to start, so you're not, there's going to just like when you first learned how to cut hair or wax yes. or whatever it is, you were you were bad at first because you knew no nothing about it. You had never done it before. But the yes. more and more you step out and do it and you keep doing it, you'll figure it out. Just like you now the thing that you find you could do with your eyes closed, you know, was once that thing that okay. you could not do. So that's the same thing. So I'm glad you shared that for sure when it comes to uh, you know, social media. And I could see that too as well. It'd be but another thing too is sometimes I don't think they're just overwhelmed by it. I just think they feel like they don't have the time to put into it. So what are your thoughts about that? So I think, okay, so this is, (laughs) this is kind of like a tough love thing, but marketing is part of running a successful business. Okay. Like I don't want to spend my time bookkeeping. I hate it, (laughs) but I have to because that's part of running my business. Right. So I think that there's an element of like, if you, and like, I think for beauty pros, if you're independent, you're running your business, you're responsible for your your own marketing. Don't try to schedule it on your off time. 
Like you need to account for that when you're, you know, pricing and structuring your business, try and schedule a block of time. And it doesn't have to be a lot. Like I think you can achieve a lot if you batch content for a couple hours, once a month, and then maybe spend an hour a week. You know what I mean? So it it doesn't need to be a lot of time once you get a strategy, but I think it's just accepting that this is part of running a business now. And you need to account for that when you're looking at your schedule, when you're thinking about your time, because there's tons of ways that you can save time. Like I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of batching your content, of planning it in advance, of, you know, putting aside a little time now to save a lot of time later. Um, But, you know, I think that that's one of the major things is just that mindset shift around we Yes, we have more tasks now as beauty pros, but we also have so much more opportunity. And, you know, you're not having to sit at the salon waiting for walk-ins for 10 hours a day anymore. You can get way more intentional and you can call in dream clients using a digital platform. So I think that's what I would say is the time you don't have to spend a ton of time and getting really intentional will save you time, but you do got to accept that it is something that you you just have to do in your business now. Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. Marketing is a part of your business. And I think once beauty professionals accept that, things will change. I I feel that that's an area where we need to come up in and we need to learn that it is a part of your business. And if you're an independent contractor, say if you're in a suite and it's just you, I always talk about this too. You have to find time to work on your business and not just in your business. So you're styling hair, you're doing lashes, you're doing nails, okay. But you have to have time to bring the clients in, to follow up with the clients, to work on your marketing, to do all these things. And then eventually maybe you want to hire, you could hire somebody to do this. But if it's just you and your suite, then you need to carve out time for those admin things that have to be done in your business. That's so true. And I think so often too, it's like we get into this space where it's like, oh, but I could take an extra client. Oh, but I could do this. And, you know, I think every once in a while, that's that's fine. But if you're working full-time hours and you don't have a sustainable wage, that's a deeper that's a deeper thing, right, to take a look at, I think. That's one of the main things is that, like, you should be able to carve out a couple hours for all these other things, work with your clients, and not be working 60 hours a week because that's just not sustainable. Exactly. It's not. And I think I want to tap in there sometimes because I know a lot of stylists that, you know, are so money hungry and driven that they work like, you know, I work five and six days and they take all the clients and they think that that's something good. But when in reality, you could be burning yourself out and, you know, you you don't have boundaries, you're always available. And then a lot of times I find that they're still not quite making the income that they want to make. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Brandy. I think that's such a good point. It's, it's so much more about like, you know, building an intentional business than just like, and I get that there are times where you might need to go. I'm not saying that it's bad to work hard, but it is definitely this, this thing where it's that hustle culture, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. we have to work, 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 work in order to make money. And then realizing that like your knowledge and your expertise and you know what you bring to the table is worth something and it's okay to charge for that it's okay to you know make a great living and take great care of your clients they're not mutually exclusive 
now you tapped right into my next question. Now you talked about like intentional marketing, intentional branding. I know that's your thing. So take me into that. Like exactly how can you be more intentional with your branding? Oh, that's, I love this question because um, this is one of the things that I'm so, so passionate about. I think that a lot of the time, when it goes back to that saving time, right? One of the biggest issues that I see is that that a lot of the time beauty pros are spending all this time marketing and they're just churning out tons and tons and tons of content and they're not getting results and it's leading to a lot of frustration. And I think that the main reason for that is not being intentional and building a foundation first, which is your brand. Um, And when I say branding, a lot of people think that I need like a logo or a color palette and that is absolutely a part of it. But that's not your brand. Your brand is a combination of your values, your voice. So how you communicate your values, how you speak to your dream clients. And then, of course, the visual representation. So to get intentional with your marketing, I think it's really important to get your branding figured out. Because um, one of my favorite quotes is by Ryan Jones. And it's marketing is like asking someone on a date. Branding is the reason that they say yes. So if you're doing all this marketing and it's not hitting and it's not working, then that's typically a sign that you need to go back to your branding. Mm-hmm. I love that, Jody, because, okay, so I see this sometimes too. People want to start like branding more or advertising more when it comes to their, their brand. But the first thing they want to do is put out Maybe they want to run some ads or maybe, they, you know, invest yeah. in more. Maybe I need to invest or I need to do something. But they're not even consistent, consistent with their current branding. They, they don't have a consistent brand or a consistent, you know, position in the market. So yeah. people are not really already not clear about their brand or exactly what they offer. You know, yeah. they, there's not a, there's not any brand clarity. Yeah. So they're trying to advertise and everything to a brand that isn't even branded. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that is, I find when you rely on like things like extreme discounting and things, right? Because it's like, oh, like no one's coming in and booking at my regular price. So I'm just going to have to like really, really discount it. And that's not the answer. The answer isn't slashing your prices. The answer is increasing the perceived value. Because I love that you said the word clarity and a confused mind will always say no. So if people can't figure out what you're about or what you're bringing to the table, then they're just, they're just going to move on. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first thing I'm always like, is do you have a brand? Like, you know, and like you said, what, you know, what is your mission behind your brand? Like when I come to your page, I should like get some type of feeling. What type of feeling are you putting out there? What is the client experience? What can they expect when they come to your salon or to your suite? Right. And those are some of the pictures that you can start painting and being intentional about what you're branding. And then we like you said, when you start marketing, OK, you know, that's the date. Right. So I said yeah. yes, because I saw the wonderful brand. So it's the same thing. We put it in a beauty perspective. I say I saw your wonderful work. I saw how you add value, how you show up. It feels welcoming and comfortable yes. on your page. And so now when you ask me, do I want to book you? for color, I'm like, yes, that's the date, right? That's the date. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. You described that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I love so it. true. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> yep. So, so let's talk about the value part. Like, so you, you, you bring up your value. You already talked about that. Increase your value. You know, that's what you do. You, and you, and you can use social media intentionally, as you would say, to increase your value. So let's talk about the second V that you have. Yeah. Voice. Okay. So your voice. So that's a combination of two things. And this is kind of how I structure a lot of my coaching. So voice is a combination of like your brand voice and then also your messaging. So this is the main thing with a voice, right? Is that the end goal is that this person that you are marketing to comes in and patronizes your business, right? So the end goal is they sit in your chair or come into your spa or whatever that looks like and they become a client. So that means they're going to meet you. <laughs> so that means that if you're off, if you're not authentic in your marketing and you're not, you know, showing up as as your true self in your marketing, when they come to your business, it's going to be jarring and that's going to lose a lot of the trust that you have already spent all this time creating, right? So it's really important to be authentic with your voice. So a lot of the times I'll see, you know, if there's a really big page or there's like an influencer in the beauty space, then all of a sudden a lot of stylists think, okay, well that works for them. So if I echo their voice and I try and talk like that, and that's like, I try to show up in that way online, that means I'm going to be successful. But in reality, you need to show up as you, you need to show up authentically. And I know that is such an overused buzzword right now, but it's being real and showcasing what you're actually like. So I think that's the first part of it. If you're not sarcastic, don't try to be sarcastic. If you're, you know, like fun and laid back and that's the kind of clients you want to attract, don't show up as like corporate Barbie, I call it. Like we always have this, like, you know, the second you start typing, it's like to whom it may concern, like that's not going to connect with your ideal clients unless that's what you're actually like. Um, and then your messaging is, is communicating the value, your values, essentially communicating what it is and figuring out how to speak to your ideal client in a way that they will, um, that they will resonate with you. And that's going back to kind of what you said about, you know, showing them what the experience is like positioning yourself as the expert. Like, are you creating content that's educational? Are you adding value or are you just trying to sell all the time? That's kind of the messaging piece, because I think that you need to have an equal mix of content that's going to attract new people, nurture your audience and convert them into clients. And that's what the messaging piece is about. Great. I love that. I love that. So I, I so it could be, it still could be overwhelming though. Cause I think when you, especially if you're talking about like putting your content out there and everything yeah. and you're like, okay, so I got to educate them. I got to, you know, I got to show them who I am. I got to add value. I got to do all this and I got to do this many heads a day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't heard of Gloss Genius and are serious about improving your beauty business, I suggest you check it out. Gloss Genius has become one of the industry's leading booking, marketing, and payment apps. And it's the only one that's smart, stylish, and here to support you. Tens of thousands of independent and small teams across salons and spas nationwide trust Gloss Genius to help them run their business. 
We can see why. You get beautiful customized booking websites, easy clientele marketing tools, the lowest fees on built-in payments, and many more features for one low monthly price. The best part is that the Business Beauty Network listeners get 50% off your monthly subscription for the first three months. And the team at Gloss will move your client info, notes, upcoming appointments, and services over for free within a couple of days. To sign up, download Gloss Genius in the App Store and enter the code BBNGloss. That's BBNGloss. The direct link will be in the show notes. So you talked about batching earlier. Like, give us some, like, some, some, you know, hacks and ways that you feel like, you know, beauty professionals can easily get on top of these things. Yes, 100%. I'll, I'll share what I coach to in my programs, actually. So basically what I encourage beauty pros to get together after they're really clear on their branding is what I call a core content plan. So essentially, this is your repeatable clear topics that you are going to consistently create content on. So I provide a batching platter to my students and to my clients, and they literally can go in and just like brainstorm the ideas for, you know, 30 posts in an hour because it's written out. They know what the topics are that they have to hit on. And then I recommend creating it all at once and scheduling it into later is my preferred um, scheduling platform. So I have students who like to do it monthly. I have students who like to plan monthly, but then batch weekly. So they know what the content's going to be about. They just haven't created it yet. So if you're someone that likes to create a lot of video or, you know, those types of content, maybe that's a little bit harder to do all at once at, at the beginning of the month, but that's easily something you could do weekly, right? So you collect it and then maybe on your, on your batching day, you edit all the video and you choose which day it's going to go on. It's, it can be really, really simple to, I think the hardest part for a lot of people is knowing what they're going to post and the topics actually creating the content is typically the quicker part. A lot of people struggle with captions. Like I've talked to some of my clients, like I got them collecting. What I have them do is it's like, they're always collecting content. So you're always doing hair. You're always doing makeup. You're always doing lashes. So you should always be taking pictures and video of what you're doing because that's content. So I, I have her collecting it. So she's like, okay, I have all these pictures. I have all these video snippets of, you know, what's going on at the salon. Yeah. But it's like, I often get stuck with, you know, how to caption yeah. it. Is that something that you could give some suggestions for? Yeah, that would fall into your content plan for sure. Because like some of your things that are going to be, so, you know, for instance, if you have like, when we batch the content, typically the ideas are for the captions, because you're going to use a couple different kinds of visuals, right? You're going to use, you know, maybe before and after reels or videos, you're going to use photos of you working in your space, brand photos, any of these types of things. So the reason that I love a core content strategy is because it doesn't matter what kind of content you're creating. So for instance, say one of your content types is you want to educate people on, um, you know, how to care for their natural curls or something like maybe it's an extension, like how to care for your extensions. So say either you're a natural curl expert or an extensionist, and those are those are two of the examples I'll give. 
So you can think about, okay, what are some valuable tips that I can give that would be, you know, that my clients could use? Because if you give someone a quick win and they look at your content and it's something like, for instance, it doesn't have to be reinventing the wheel, but maybe it's how to dry your hair with a towel or with a t-shirt instead of a towel. You know what I mean? Those are kind of things that it's a small thing to us. And I think as beauty pros, we want to like reinvent the wheel and give the entire A to Z tutorial because that's how our brain work. But if you could just give like, maybe it's the correct way to apply dry shampoo. Maybe it's the reason that you would come in for a gloss in between your balayage. Those are all educational captions that you can write that would give value to a hair photo, right? So it's making it more important to your client or potential client because you're giving them something that they can use. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love. I think that's that's it. That's the great. And then I think sometimes people are just overthinking it. Like, don't overthink it. You know, just be yourself, and you know, you can put what comes to mind. And because sometimes I think we, you know, they say, well, you don't just want to say, well, this is another balayage, and you have like twenty balayage all up and down the page. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's all it is. You want to make it a little bit more interesting. But sometimes it's yeah. okay to say, you know, hey, this is our balayage for the day. If that's all you could think of, and then maybe. You know, if you do a video and it's a little bit more creative, you can share more of a caption. But I love that how you say having a plan and just, yeah. you know, putting it together and popping the content in and giving tips for it. And then just adding, you know, the videos and the pictures that you've gathered to go with that content is makes it easier for sure. Totally. And I think that it can, it doesn't have to be difficult and your captions don't have to be super long to be valuable. Like for instance, if you just want to post a photo of a balayage, maybe you can say like, are you wondering how often you have to come in to maintain the service? And then just put the answer. That's it. Like it's not, doesn't have to be super complicated, but that's something that like, maybe when someone sees your photo of a balayage or whatever, they're like, Oh, that's beautiful. I wonder what the maintenance is like. Like that's something that your ideal client would think. Right. So if you can share a little tidbit, then it's a super easy way to create a caption that is, you know, short, simple, and still valuable. So there's, once you start to get intentional, I think that it's an automatic thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, what if you're looking like your brand is established, but maybe you have a solid core 20 clients, but you want to expand beyond that. And yeah. maybe you're stuck. Like what was, so, what are some suggestions you would give someone? Ooh, this is so good. Cause I actually just finished recording a podcast episode <laughs> for my own podcast about ways to like essentially turn on the tap for new clients. So I'll share those here. So if you're really intentional, like you said, I think it's important to always be welcoming a steady stream, right? So getting new referrals, being consistent, but sometimes you need to like bring in more revenue quickly, right? Sometimes you need to up the ante a little bit and make sure that people are aware of your business quickly. And there's three methods you could use. One is networking with other and partnering with another business. So if you have, especially for sweet stylists, you almost have like a built-in community of people you can network with. Um, But no matter where you are, you can maybe partner with another business and you know, help each other get new clients. Maybe you could incentivize them in some way. So it's like a welcome gift for, you know, those types of things. I don't, I don't tend to recommend discounts. The closest thing to a discount, I would say is like, you could give a gift certificate kind of thing or a value add of any kind. 
Um, the next thing you could do is what I call like a referral incentive blitz. So how can you get your existing clients talking about your business more? Maybe you put together like an incredible prize pack and you're like, every time you repost your hair on your own social media and shout me out or leave a review and then share it to your social media, you will get entered into the straw or whatever that looks like. Or maybe you just give everyone that does it a deep conditioning treatment, right? Like just something to add value for them to incentivize. And then the third one is paid ads. Done well, paid ads are a beautiful way to accelerate the client process, right? If you're wanting to build quickly and you already have a brand foundation, um, I think that paid ads can be a really great way to go when you utilize them properly. Right, right. I absolutely agree. A lot of people... um shy away from paid ads. And part of the reason, I'm not going to say I know everyone's reasoning, but I hear this a lot is because maybe you've boosted an ad and you, you spent and you let Facebook do whatever. Yeah. And next thing you know, you spent $150 and you're like, I spent $150 and nothing happened. And yeah. I got 10 clicks and you're <laughs> because you got 10 clicks, you're out of $150 and you don't know what happened. And yeah. so uh, because a lot of people do that, and they make that mistake and they don't have a strategy and they don't understand exactly how it works. They think that it does not work. And, but in exactly. fact, it does. So give us like some of your input on um, advertising, paid advertising. So advertising is something that I do for my own business. I actually learned a lot from uh, a friend of mine. Her name is Stephanie Mitchell, and she runs a company called Sunny Storm Marketing. So she is an ads expert. And what I've learned from her is there's certain things that you can do. So you want to put together a really intentional package because it's easy to be like, it's really easy to be like, okay, um, I'm just going to boost this post and then hope that people will come to me. But the fact of the matter is that your boosted posts are not designed to convert. A properly done ad will convert, right? I'm actually co-teaching a class with Stephanie on March 28th that is walking uh, beauty pros through how to create really effective ads. Um, so basically, it's all about being intentional, right? And being intentional about putting together a great package. Um, there's copywriting techniques that you always want to use in ads. So it's always important to use like a caption or like a headline essentially, and then, you know, have a really compelling body caption. Um, and then also like you could use video ads, you can use ads that kind of show your space, but it's typically not going to be like a hair photo. And then a little bit of a blurb about, you know, why they should come in. You want to, if you're going to invest the money and it doesn't have to be a lot of money, but if you're going to invest anything into ads, it's a really good idea to, you know, get intentional with it. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. And, um, advertising you definitely want to be intentional and you want to have a strategy like yeah. so you want to have like some type of strategy behind it okay like what are your goals for this ad and so yeah. say for instance if you are looking to get more color clients and you could use pictures of color but I probably wouldn't just use one picture of a color maybe I would do a slideshow of a variety of different um you know color applications you've done and maybe uh, maybe a quick snippet and no longer than 15 seconds they say for the video but sure. maybe a quick a quick snippet of you maybe you with the color or you putting on the color and yes. so people can kind of get an understanding of what it's like in your salon and then um 
realizing that you're in one local area, so you don't want to target the whole United States. <laughs> Let me tell that's you. huge. That's a, that's a mistake that a lot of people make. But but it does work. It does work. And it, it, sometimes it's a learning curve. And sometimes you may need to hire somebody or help somebody help you get it set up. Yeah, but sure. it is something that could definitely bring business into your beauty, you know, into your salon. And it can yeah. bring you clients and it can help get you in front of um, your potential clients. Because it used to be like, they had to see you seven times. Now they're saying like 25 now or something. Oh yeah. At least. Well, I heard a stat and it was, it's crazy, but I could totally see it that the average person gets as much information now in a day as they used to get in a lifetime a hundred years ago. Like that is wild. (laughs) But if you think about it, it makes sense. Cause like we, like the media as it exists, didn't exist back then. So what are you going to do? Talk to, you know, a couple friends, like that's pretty much it, you know, as far as your source of information. So, um, yeah, I think that that's something that if you can be really intentional about ads, it can almost like give you a shortcut. So there's tons of applications that you can use it in too. I think people are like, oh, well, if I just need, you know, um, new, I'm not, I don't need new clients, but maybe they want to niche into a specific service. Like you said, that is the perfect time. Maybe you're moving to a new city and you had a full book where you are, but you're moving to a new city. And so, you know, you need to completely rebuild. You could potentially have, you know, filled some of your books before you even get there. So there's tons of opportunity that I think is really cool. Yeah, definitely. I I have seen it work for me in my business too. When I started um, educating and, um, you know, teaching lash extensions and all of that stuff in my studio, I, um, I'm reaching a different client now because before I had, you know, I was, you know, I have clients that I did lashes and all those things on, but now I'm trying to reach people that want to do what I do. So So now this is something new. I'm not known for this. So now I got to reach a whole new market. And the best way for me to do that was paid ads. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. And, you know, it's, I think you're right. And what you said, you summed it up perfectly. If you've been burned by just like the boosting post and feeling like you're throwing away money, it's easy to think like, like paid ads don't work, but it's in reality, it's just, of course, Facebook and Instagram are going to give you a way to just spend money. Like they're for-profit businesses, right? Like that's why they're here. Um, so <laughs> they're going to make it as easy as possible for you to spend money. But that doesn't mean that if you do it properly, it doesn't work because it does. And I agree. I've, I've experienced the same thing um, in my business too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've been there too, so I totally get it. But then now I see the other side, so I know yeah. like it works. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, but we could definitely be talking all day about this type of stuff. The last thing I want to kind of like get your input on yeah. is uh email marketing because email marketing is like this big thing that the beauty industry struggle with struggles with as well. I know I talk to a lot of people who you know, don't see the value in it because they feel like, oh, my clients don't open those anyway. And a lot of people prefer to communicate via text or social media. So what are your takes on? So I think that when it comes to email marketing, it is 100% valuable. And um, I'll share a story here. So the last, not the last time that I opened enrollment for my uh, group coaching program at the time before was the first day that it was open was Instagram blackout 
was the day that Instagram went completely down. And so here I am like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Here I am talking about a class that predominantly uses Instagram to market. And, um, you know, that like the whole platform went down for like eight hours because I have email, I was able to talk and get into DMS and chat with people on a totally different level. And it was so cool. I think it was actually my most e- opened email ever. So the reason I share that is because you don't own your platform. I am so, I think it's so important to, you know, build your brand on Instagram and I teach Instagram. So I'm not saying don't put the time in, but I'm saying if you're putting the time in there, why not have a backup that's easy to implement? Like email marketing is not hard to set up. It is one of the easiest kinds of marketing and you could schedule, you could probably schedule six months of content in two hours to your email list because you can repurpose like some of your educational content. And then if you're nurturing that list, then when you have things like, you know, uh, openings or you want to change your schedule or you want to make a policy change, any of those things, they are going to be so much more effectively delivered via email than they would be on social media because you're not sure that your clients are necessarily going to see them. And some of the stuff that you would put in an email wouldn't get good engagement because it's not like valuable to people who aren't already your clients, right? So I think that it's a really... I think it's a really great thing to set up and especially because it doesn't take that much to do it. If you're already using an online booking system, you probably have, you know, a lot of it there. Um, I by no means like, you know, saying that it's not worth it to do, to use social media if you don't have an email list. But I do think that it's a really smart thing to set up in the long run. And, you know, if you want to sell products, you can link directly to them. If you want to monetize and make some quick cash, an email list is a beautiful way to do it because you better believe that your clients will open an email that says you get 30% off product. Like (laughs) they definitely will. Right. So you can inject some cash into your business really easily. I think if you, if you have email marketing set up. Yes. Yes. And email marketing is it's your own, like your own, like you say, it's yours. So yes. the list you have is your contact, is your way of reaching out to your clients. And you can use it as a personal way for you and your business to contact your clients. Yes. And so you don't want to sleep on that. Like like you said, if, if Instagram black, blacks out or Meta, Facebook decide they don't want to you know, do whatever yes. they're doing right now, at least you have a way of reaching them. And you want to always have that level of control. So Find out different ways to, you know, utilize it to keep in touch with your clients because I saw for one of my coaching clients, she wasn't using email marketing and just her starting to weekly email her clients. The weekly emails I had her doing wasn't always a, a sale or promoting. Yeah, sometimes it was just letting her know, letting people know what was going on with her. Totally. Was, you know, at the sort of bringing them into her world or educate or give you a quick tip. Yeah. But just, just that much her emailing them regularly she started to see an increase in her 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 um appointments she started to see an increase in her rebookings just after like I would say 30 to 60 days of consistently emailing them yeah and staying top of mind right like maybe your client is like you know you know how 
I mean, and I, if you think about it from a perspective of like how you operate in the world, right? Like how I operate in the world, I've been meaning to book an appointment to go see my medical esthetician for like three months and things just keep coming up, right? I finally book an appointment. When I see an email, I'm like, oh, that's the reminder I need, right? Like people are busy. So the more you can stay in front of them and the more you can stay top of mind, exactly what you said, you're going to see that uptick and it's such an amazing way to like get consistently in front of your clients. Yes, because people will forget and not to say they necessarily forget their hairstylist or their nail tech because they do see you often, but the best way to keep that, you know, open line of communication, especially through email is to email them. Like if you never- Yeah, 100%, I love it. Yeah, so you got to definitely start emailing them. So yeah, Johnny, it's been so great talking to you today. Now, tell us like, what are you excited about right now? Do you have anything coming up or what are you, you know, glad to share right now? Yeah, I mean, I am super excited. So I have, like I said, we're, I'm teaching the advertising class with my friend Stephanie on March 28th. So I'll definitely give you the link. It's totally free. And she actually is going to walk you through like the basic formula for an, a Facebook ad that converts. So she's amazing. She's like where I learned a lot of what I know about ads. Um, and we're going to be teaming up on that. So I'm very excited because like I said, I love the foundations of branding and all of those things. And this is just a really cool way to like turn on the tap essentially. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I also have a podcast that I've always, I've got some incredible episodes coming up. So you can find that at hairstylist rising. It's on iTunes, audible, um, uh, Google podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. And then you can always just come say hi over on Instagram. I'm very active. I love to share like motivation, inspiration, and education for beauty pros that are wanting to level up their businesses. So great, great. I got one final question for you. Yeah. What do you think has been the bi- biggest lesson that you have learned on your entrepreneurial journey? Okay. Um, I think the biggest lesson that I have learned is you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, if you can't get discouraged because something isn't immediately easy for you, or you hit a roadblock, if you're really clear on your vision, you can learn what you need to get you there. Right. So I, I just would say like, for a lot of people, I think that one roadblock comes up and they're like, oh, like, no, I can't do this. But think beyond the roadblocks because you can learn whatever you need to know to hit your goals. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Well, Jody, you already gave all the great information on how to reach you. I would definitely have all of that in the show notes. Jody Brown, everyone, as always, stay great and we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.